This time next year. Written and read by Liz Hines. 26th of August, Tuesday. Another day doing the rounds of all our old holiday haunts. Mum with a tale to relate about each one. Then the evening in the clubhouse. We'd been there a while when Dad stood up. Right, I'll get us another drink, shall I? No, let Alison get them, Mum tugged at his sleeve. Yes, I'll get them, Dad. Don't be silly, love, I'll get them. Another red wine, is it? No, Bill, Alison will get them, Mum spoke firmly. I don't know what your mother's playing at, love, but I recognise a significant look when I see one. So I'll have a half, please. OK, Dad, I laughed. And you, Mum, another snowball? I got the drinks and took them back to the table. Oh, that was quick. Mum sounded disappointed. There was no one else at the bar. Precisely. We looked at Mum. I thought you would have taken the opportunity to chat with Carl, she said. Carl? The barman. Dad and I turned to look at Carl, a six-foot-three-inch tanned god with sun-streaked blonde hair. <laughs> I think he'd have better things to do than chat to me, I said. He's Australian, you know, working over here for the summer. He's off to Ireland in September, wants to travel all over Europe before he goes back to Australia and settles down. Dad's glass was halfway to his lips. You seem to know a lot about him. Uh, he was by the pool yesterday and we were chatting. I told him about you, Alison. He's single, you know. All became clear. Dad and I burst out laughing. Mum, he's half my age. I could be his mother. It would be like going out with one of Adam's friends. Don't be silly. He's 27. And anyway, I'm not asking you to marry him. I just thought you could, well, practice on him. Practice what, Mum? Your, um, <clears throat> chat-up skills. I'm sure, Eunice, that when the time is right, Alison will have no difficulty with her chat-up skills, as you put it. In fact, she won't need it, as she'll be the one being chatted up. I'm only trying to be helpful. She hasn't had a lot of practice, and it's been a while now since Brian, and there's been no one else on the scene. I'd kept quiet up till now about David, but I felt my reputation needed some boosting. Actually, Mum, there has. Oh, Alison, you never said. What's his name? What does he do? When are we going to meet him? You could bring him round for dinner one night. I'll do my roast men like that, and my sherry trifle. Why didn't you tell us? What about the weekend after we get home? Oh no, Deirdre and Jack are coming round then. But it doesn't have to be a weekend. What about Wednesday? That'll give your father time to get a haircut. Mum, slow down. I sighed. This was precisely why I hadn't mentioned David to her before. I took a deep breath. There was a man, but he didn't last long. Why not? What did you do? Why do you assume it was my fault? Your mum didn't mean it like that, did you, Eunice? It just came out wrong. But you better tell her all about it now, or we'll never hear the end of it. Mum, <laughs> I realised I would be better off without him, that's all. Why? Well, he wasn't very understanding when I set fire to the tablecloth in Claude's. In Claude's? You set fire to a tablecloth in Claude's? Oh, Alison, how could you? That's just like you. I'm sure she didn't do it deliberately, did you, Alice? No, of course not. It was an accident. Accident or not, you're never going to keep a man if you do that sort of thing. And in Claude's of all places. Mum put her head between her hands as another thought hit her. <gasps> a 
what will the girls say? Pippa and Bev were very supportive of me, as it happens, Mum. Oh, I don't mean them. Mum brushed them away with her hand. I mean Audrey and Madge. Oh, and Julia. Dear Julia, she's ladies' president, you know, at the golf club. You know, your father's standing for the committee this year. No, I'm not. You'll never get elected if they know we have a daughter who sets fires to restaurants. In fact, Audrey was rather short with me last time I saw her, now I come to think of it. Don't tell me they all know. Why do I have to be the last to know everything? I can't imagine how they would have found out, and anyway, it was back in July. If they haven't heard about it by now, then it's not likely that they ever will. But thank you for your support, Mum. Oh, you know she means well, love. It's just her way of saying it. We just want to see you happy again, Alison. I am happy, Mum. Perfectly happy. I'm enjoying my independence and freedom. I don't want to rush into anything, and I certainly don't need a man. When Mum had calmed down a bit, I told her, because she plied me with questions about David. <gasps> oh, he sounds ideal, Alison. I could see she was imagining what a coup it would be for her to introduce her son-in-law, the psychiatrist, down at the golf club. That's as may be, Mum, but it's over. I stressed the last word, and I was surprised to feel a strange pain in my chest as I did so. But it's true what I told my parents. I am enjoying my independence. First time I've had to do things for myself since, well, since forever, really. I had my parents and then Brian taking charge. It's a challenge to look for strengths that I didn't know I had, and I'm sure I'll find some soon. Although I don't think that I want to be alone forever. Carl is rather a dish, and he did give me a very special, intimate even, smile when I went to the bar. Perhaps he prefers older women. I could be Mrs Robinson to his Dustin Hoffman, giving him lessons in love. Then again, with my experience, or lack of, perhaps he could give me lessons. Although I don't think I can face him again, now I know Mum has told him my story. In fact, thinking about it, the smile he gave me was knowing rather than intimate, a sort of, poor you, having a life like yours and a mother like that. I can hear her now. That's my daughter Alison over there. She looks quite young for her age, don't you think? Well, she does in a good light. In fact, she looks better in the dark now I come to think of it. But she's divorced, you know. Husband left her for a younger woman. She let herself go, you know. But she's not bad for a woman of her age. She's been on her own ever since he left. That's why Bill and I brought her here with us. Get her away from things, meet some new people, make some new friends. Have you got a girlfriend, Carl? 27th of August, Wednesday. Sitting on the seafront alone. I do love Mum and Dad, but it is good to get away on my own for a bit. This morning, when Mum said, Right, where should we go today? I heard Dad sigh quietly. Actually, Mum, I said, I'd quite like to go for a walk into town, post some cards, buy some souvenirs for the children. There's no need for you to come with me. You stay here and put your feet up. Oh, don't be silly. We can't let you go on your own. We'll come with you. Dad will drive and we'll all do some shopping. Honestly, Mum, I'm perfectly happy going on my own. You and Dad have been great running me round everywhere. But this is supposed to be a holiday for you, too. But you don't know the way. Anything could happen. No, it's better if we come with you. Just wait while I get changed. Eunice, we're not going. Stay where you are. Bill, what are you talking about? Of course we're going. We can't let Alison go into town on her own. 
She's a big girl now and used to going places on her own. And you've been working hard all week, and we both appreciate that, don't we, Alice? I nodded frantically, and Dad continued. But we all need a bit of space now. So let Alice go into town and we'll just stay here and put our feet up, as Alice suggests. I wasn't used to Dad being so masterful, and I expected Mum to argue some more. But she acquiesced quietly. I bought postcards, sunset over Caldy Island for Pippa, and one of the saucy sort that I thought had been banned for being too sexist, fattest and wifest for Bev, and souvenirs. But I nearly couldn't buy anything as I was almost in the shops when I realised I'd left my purse back in the caravan and had to go back for it. The caravan was very quiet when I got there so I assumed Mum and Dad were having a snooze. I tried to be quiet but couldn't help yelping slightly after banging my toe on the side of the bed. I heard noises then from their bedroom so shouted out, It's only me, forgot my purse. I decided I might as well go to the loo as I was there and was just coming out of the bathroom when Dad appeared from their bedroom. Ah, Alice, he said, what a surprise. We, we weren't expecting you back so soon. We were just having a bit of a lie down, your mum and me. We were um, a bit tired. Well, don't let me disturb you, I said. I'm off again. You just go back to whatever you were doing. It was very odd, but I could have sworn that Dad blushed. But there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Older people need their rest. I'm not averse to an afternoon nap myself. Later. Oh my gosh, they were having sex. <gasps> no, they can't have been. Not Mum and Dad. They're... <gasps> well, no, they just can't have been. But it would explain my Dad looked so embarrassed and indeed flushed when I came out of the bathroom. But they're not teenagers. They're old. They need their sleep. My parents, at their age, having sex in the middle of the afternoon. I don't know what disturbs me most. But why am I so appalled? I should be glad that they have a healthy sex life after all these years. Really, I am. I hope we'll be as active when I am their age. Of course, a happy sex life will require the participation of a man, or a partner of some sort. I can't see myself with a woman. It will have to be a man. I need a man. If only David hadn't been so obnoxious. Still, there will be others. I'm sure. I might have to wait a bit, but I have plenty of time. Unless I die young. Is fifty considered young to die? Well, youngish anyway. I hope I don't die just yet. I wouldn't want to die a lonely divorcee. I wonder if Brian would come to my funeral. Or David. He would probably be unable to resist the opportunity to make a comment about me and flames. I hope he doesn't come. I don't want my mother to be reminded of what she will have missed, i.e. a psychiatrist for a son-in-law. 28th of August, Thursday. Note to self. Stop writing in diary late at night. I've noticed a tendency to become maudling. Mum and Dad went out to lunch today with Bernard and Joan, who also own a caravan here. They wanted me to go too, but I said I'd like to explore a bit. Dad let me take the car, in spite of Mum. Are you sure she'll be able to manage it, Bill? It's bigger than she's used to and these lanes are very narrow. Make sure you wear your seatbelt, Alison, and don't be late getting back. Shall I make you some sandwiches? I finally managed to convince Mum that I could get my own lunch. 
went through the obligatory, How are you, dear? Your mum told us all about the divorce, quizzing from Joan, and waved them off in Bernard's car. I waited until I was sure they'd definitely gone, then grabbed a towel and set off to explore. I've eaten so much over the last few days, I didn't want any lunch. After driving for a while, I found a place to park the car and followed a track down to a deserted beach. I spread out my towel, took off my sweatshirt and stretched out. After a few minutes, I decided the heat and dangers of skin cancer justified the effort involved in sitting up and putting on sun cream. As I did so, an old man in an enormous sun hat walked by. Afternoon, he said, raising his hat. Wonderful day, isn't it? Yes. You're wise to make the most of it. Forecast tomorrow says rain's moving in overnight. Oh, on holiday here, are you? Yes. Well, enjoy your stay, he said, doffing his hat again and continuing on his way. I tried to look away, but my eyes kept returning to his bottom, as naked as a baby's but hanging in brown, flat, leathery-looking folds. When I told Mum and Dad about the naked man on the beach, neither seemed surprised. Oh, your father should have warned you not to go to any lonely places, Mum said. Yes, Dad said. Although there are no officially designated beaches, there are plenty of quiet spots where it doesn't upset anyone. Silly old fools, Mum said. They're not hurting anyone, Eunice. Huh. As I'm taking us all out for dinner tomorrow, Mum made her traditional last night of the hall supper of hot dogs tonight. She's done it ever since Jeff and I were children, and Dad says she does it even when it's just the two of them. Dad was just about to take a bite of his thick, juicy hot dog when he stopped and said, I've always thought naturism must be rather liberating. What? Mum said. With all those bugs? I thought she'd got naturism confused with naturalism and said, Not bugs, Mum, nudity. Precisely. All those bugs, flies, and those little things that hop around in the sand. Sandhoppers. Dad and I said together. Yes, those, ooh, all those little things. Things crawling over you and biting your private parts. Ach, I put down my hot dog, but Dad was undeterred. Apart from that, you've got to admit, there must be a great feeling of freedom. Look at how many ordinary people do it these days. There must be something in it. But have you seen the ones who do it, Mum said. They're always the ones who shouldn't. Who wants to see an old man's dangly bits wobbling around? Enough to put you off for life. I could see Mum's point, but thought I sensed a certain longing in Dad's voice. I can't imagine my retired bank manager father playing volleyball in the nude, and I really should not have conjured up that image. I shouldn't even have allowed the thought brain space. I feel quite discombobulated.